Welcome to another episode of Jeff Hates Movies. Uh, hey, that's me! With us today, we have uh, Jeff. No. And we have uh, not Jeff. No. And we have probably not Jeff. That's me. Uh, this week... I don't add that. Wait. Failed to add term. Damn it! <laughs> Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash by the rail side, as well as, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can even find a, us on TikTok. We have one video. It is sweet. Uh, this week on our movie review and our adventure into the MCU, we review, uh, probably the, uh, worst rated MCU movie, uh, with a 66 on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Thor The Dark World. Uh, and to tell us all about Thor The Dark World, we'll toss it over to Not Jeff. Today we're taking an excerpt from Raging R2. When the Dark Elves attempt to plunge the universe into darkness, Thor must embark on a perilous and personal journey that will reunite him with Dr. Jane Foster. Dr. Jane You can see Foster. that this person really got the entire plot of the movie, which was uh, Thor and Jane Foster. <laughs> Wait, that was and, it? <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's it. I let Jeff... I, I will admit, I let Jeff pick which one. There was that one, which was a single sentence, and all the other ones are at least a paragraph. <laughs> that is the worst description of the movie. Yeah. Do you want me to read a different uh, one? Yeah, well, yeah, let's... Uh... RCS... Oh, no, okay, I'll pick the shortest one. Uh, we'll go with this one. Fuck it. Halo 1K. There are nine realms of Asgard, and once every 5,000 years, they align. Earth happens to be one of these realms. These realms create portals between the worlds that, during the alignment, which is called Convergence. On Earth, in London, England, Jane Foster believes she and her crew have discovered one such portal. Foster, while investigating the phenomenon, is transported to another realm and comes in contact with a substance called the Aether. Upon coming into contact with said substance, it draws Thor from Asgard back to Earth. That's not why he got drawn, but right. Uh, Thor takes Jane to Asgard to be cured from the Aether. Unfortunately, in doing so, it draws more than just Jane to that world. Another being, called Malekith, uh, wants to use the Aether to destroy Asgard. Devising a plan with his brother, the war criminal Loki, Thor heads to the Dark World to destroy the Aether and save Asgard. But can Loki be trusted? Dun dun dun. The short answer is, uh, no. <laughs> he is a sneaky bitch, a greasy haired motherfucker. He's got snake eyes and a cute butt. Wait. wait Whoa. Wait. Whoa. Wait. Sorry, I was looking at my notes. Uh oh. <laughs> Uh, he was talking about uh, Dr. Sevick. <laughs> no, he's he's packing. Yeah. Carrying around more than, than those rods, you know? Hey, he was carrying other people's because he's a murderer. <laughs> Just taking Toby's dicks. not a murderer? No. <laughs> he could be. He's you don't know what's in those, what's in those uh, science posts. Actually, you know what? Maybe now, because he's was dealing with the aftermath of uh, the knowledge of a god. 
Yeah, yeah, getting getting fucked by uh by Loki. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's not canon yet. It yeah, is mind fucking. Speaking of getting fucked by Loki, which movie has him fucking a horse? Uh, I don't think. Uh, are you on Pornhub? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's an actual thing that Loki does in in um uh Norwegian lore or Viking lore or whatever the fuck you want to call it. He fucks a horse, and that's where Slepnir comes from. It's Loki's son. Ah, well, not in the MCU. There's uh, there's no horse fucking. They really missed an opportunity there. (laughs) (laughs) Disney won't even let them do R-rated stuff. They're very against it. They they just got lucky with Deadpool. They don't want them doing any R-rated stuff. I want Loki to get lucky with a horse. (laughs) Well, I mean, he might fuck himself. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. As with, a horse. With this whole, yeah, with this whole universe or multiverse of madness, as they call it, he he could fuck himself. Yeah, one of them could be a horse. Or Hell, he they could probably horse have a... when he fucked the other horse. Technically, yeah, could... he let the other fu- horse fuck him. Whoa. Have a whole Loki horse orgy. <laughs> Hell yeah, just collect a bunch of yourself, turn really... into a horse. You don't even have to. You can just find a horse version of him. Be half and half. You don't know who's and who. Yeah. Like a normal centaur or like a like no. a Bojack Horseman? Reverse centaur. The top half is the horse. Well, top half? So yeah. Really hooves? Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. A, and a pitiful human wiener. Unlucky. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So what do you guys think I uh, rated this movie? <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, just because you're a dick, uh, ten out of ten. probably rated it high. Um, there was a lot of uh, there's like two and a half love stories in this movie, uh, so, uh, and they were kind of just thrown in there. There was a lot of um, dead time in the movie, which I, I don't think you enjoyed. So it's, it's stuff that will make your wine or mind wander. Um. I'm thinking non-dick, probably like a four, uh, and then a ten, just to be a prick to me and Jordan. (laughs) What do you think, Jordan? Uh, I think you're going to go ahead and give it a saucy six out of ten. Saucy six out of ten. Yeah, uh, because granted, like... This is the first time that I've watched the movie, um, like all the way through, uh, <laughs> and been able to do that because uh, every other uh, time I've tried to watch the movie, it was without subtitles, oh, so yeah. I couldn't understand Unlucky. portions of it. Yeah, yeah, um, I had to go back and uh, find subtitles too because I was just like, "How much Elvish is in this movie?" Uh, several amount. Um, so I actually like going back and watching it this time. I enjoyed it a little bit more. So I think. From what I watched, I think you enjoyed most of the movie. I think the love connections may have been uh, a little much, in your opinion. Um, except for, for Darcy, I think for some reason you might have enjoyed that, mainly because I think it was just, this guy is here for Darcy to make out with. That's it. And, and you might have thought that was funny, uh, slash something you want. His name is Intern. Is that his like actual character name on Wikipedia? Or the, no, it, his movie? name's Ian. <laughs> He says it in the movie, but no one listens. Are you Ian? 
I have it written down as intern. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's six out of ten. I think you you enjoyed the movie. There wasn't a whole lot of uh, issues that I found that I that I thought that you would see. So, unless you're you're super more vigilant than I am, who knows? Yeah, I got a fucking list. So, oh fuck, <laughs> of amazing things probably. Just... Absolutely. <laughs> Like this one here that says, "Shit, hold on, I scrolled." Loki's commentary so far is the best part of this movie. <laughs> I actually loved the the way Loki was portrayed in this movie. I think, yeah, like compared to the other ones, it's it's way more like the character. Yeah, um, he was the best part of this movie. The fucking like them on the boat and him just Raz and Thor the whole time just reminds me of us so much because he's just like, hey, I'm an asshole. Hey, I'm an asshole. What are you gonna do? But I'm fucking punch you in the head. Yeah, and then uh, it, also the range that it showed. He definitely showed a more in-depth character. Uh, I found, and I really liked his. Uh, um, Oh, what the hell is it called? Um, when he found out that his uh, his mother was killed, um, that just you see, like he looks like he's okay. He finds out once, and then blasts all the furniture. And then um, when Thor comes to break him out, and you just get rid of the mirage that he had. I don't know. I, the range that Hiddleston was able to pull off of this character was really good. It's something that. Uh, uh, Hemsworth uh, in Ragnarok or or not Ragnarok in uh, uh, Endgame does really well with Thor too. Like going from the the highs and the lows of the on the emotion spectrum, it was Is really well done. Fat Thor, yeah, yes, sir. AKA relatable Thor. Bad <laughs> fat and playing video games. <laughs> But yeah, I think that I think there's a bit of a range of emotion too for Ragnarok, but uh yeah, it's uh it was good to see more comfortability in this. And also Odin got uh um a little bit more lines in this one, which is pretty good. <laughs> the first time he was on screen though, when uh they were like celebrating and whatnot and Thor was just like chill and watching. His lines, Odin's lines were so like way too fast of tempo and just like sounded forced as hell it was really awkward did you guys notice that is that just when he's like it's just him and thor talking or and yeah pining, thor's pining over jane and he's just like hey that girl's into you like hurry up fuck her let's go come on forget your shit let's go uh maybe it was that time i don't know it was like they were up on like a ledge looking down on like revelry and whatnot yeah yeah, it was after Thor won the battle. Yeah, it, I found uh, Odin's lines to come out way too fast, and it felt like he was reading a script and not having a conversation. Yeah. Which is weird for such an old actor, right? Yeah. Maybe it was because of his age? Maybe. Who knows Like how long they'd been uh, filming that day and whatnot. I just, it's just something I noticed. Yeah, I yeah. Oh, go ahead. His uh, his delivery on uh, on other lines and stuff like that, it seemed like super powerful. And then that one was just like, "Hey, let's we're gonna wrap for the day. Let's go." 
Yeah. Could be, I'm not sure. Everyone else's acting, though, I found was like pretty on par for the course. Uh, I didn't have too much um, problem or notes really taken with uh, anyone's acting or lines or anything like that. Just Loki's was good, and I found Odin's to be off-tempo. Uh, now, Jeff, I want to know, did you notice any, any changes with the actors? The actors? Like physical people, or... Yes. Like, uh, no. Okay, so you completely missed it. But one of the characters, uh, uh, Fandral, the, uh, like, uh, Rapier. Yeah, the actor changed. Oh, he's like an Omega side character that doesn't have any plot to him whatsoever. So I generally ignore him. Like, he's got less plot to him than fucking comedic relief human. Yeah, fair enough. That was like basically his role. He's just like, hey, he's one of Thor's warriors. Yeah. Um, and they did get a little bit more backstory in this one. Um, not so much him. It was mainly uh, what's his name. Uh, sorry, I'm doing a Google. No, I'm not. I can't find the dwarfy him. guy. No, the uh, the oh, the hammer guy, the Hogan. Asian guy, Hogan. Yeah. Um, you get a little bit of more of him, like, cause he's not even Asgardian. Like, he's from yeah. a whole other planet, which you learn. Oh, and I, I don't know if it's, is it just Earth that got fucked for age? Because it seems like yeah. the Ice Giants <laughs> have a long life, Asgardians have a long life. Wherever Hogan's from, they have a long life. Yeah, yeah. we evolved from monkeys instead of reptiles, so we didn't inherit long life. It's fucking bullshit. I although I cannot wait for the uh, for crabification to happen, which apparently is a real thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it just it comes to a point where the most logical uh, step in evolution is to become crab. So eventually we will become crabs. Yeah, more and more things are becoming crustacean-like. Which just makes oh, sense. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen. They can survive anywhere, pretty much. Um, but anyways, back to this guy, because he's... Uh, I like the change in character. Um, I uh, I don't know what it was about the other actor, but he just it's it, he seemed too gentle. Like, even his approach, it didn't seem like he was in battle. He was like, I'm rehearsing, or like, this is a, you could, it felt like he was a on a stage instead of like, I'm watching a character in a movie. Yeah. Yeah, um, I can whereas, see that. Whereas uh, Zachary Levi is just, I thought he was really good in this role. Um, I could have done without the accent, but I guess the other guy used an accent, so maybe that was just his thing, but. Yeah. Yeah. And they need the accent to. I think they use that as, like, to portray godliness and and royalty in that. And for for most films, I don't know why it's always like a a British style accent or old English, but maybe because it's more Shakespearean and that's considered to be for higher ups. I think I think that's closer to it. It's more fencing's uh, seen as like a more Shakespearean thing. They speak old English or kind of speak old English in uh at least they did in Thor one, not so much in this one. Um in Asgard and whatnot. I, I think that was just to differentiate him from the others, give him and fencing's also seen as like a, a more European thing than anything over here, so I think it's just kind of stereotyping. Yeah. Now I need to I want to clarify something. Are you using just European as a descriptor or European derogatory? Uh descriptor. Okay. I have no problem with fencing. Sports a sport. No, I have problems with Europeans. Oh. <laughs> All of them? Most of them. <laughs> Scandinavian European? I don't know. You son of a bitch. Give me time. 
<laughs> yeah, I can find, I'll find a few assholes. Oh, yeah, definitely, no matter what. Yeah, uh, but I think the acting in this movie was, was fairly good. I, I fucking wish that they made Darcy out to be smarter. Like, they did a little bit. Like, she has progressed a little bit as she, like, shows how to use... Yeah, but she is still an intern and has her own intern. Um, which, I guess, shows how little control Jane actually has. She just sort of has her, and then they got a grant by S.H.I.E.L.D., and then they're like, well, fuck, we got whatever we want now. Um, but I wanted it to show, like, because in uh, WandaVision, she actually, like, knows what she's doing. More than just a little bit. She's not just, like, remembering what someone else did. She actually understands what she's doing. Uh, so there's not much progression with her character other than, like, I watched my boss smack this piece of equipment around and I did that and nothing worked. So I'm going to go talk to her uh, when she got interrupted. Yeah. And the, uh, I, I like the, I still like it. That's probably my, one of my favorite characters is her. And I think there was, uh, um, I think I marked down one more, but there's only specific scenes that I, I really like. And most of the scenes I, I find are hilarious. The, like the funnier scenes for the acting stuff. Loki's reaction still to, to Frigga's death was was great, but when when Thor when she's on the phone or Jane's on the phone with uh, was it Michael or or no Richard, and Richard, Thor's yeah. just getting like fucking jealous as shit. It was it was hilarious. The fact that the God of Thunder is getting jealous of some rando that <laughs> works in an office that only knows how to work the photocopier. was amazing yeah i i I've, i have a feeling that a lot of that was like cut from the movie because that entire like little side storyline went absolutely nowhere they're like look it's a it's a uh replacement for jane we're going to show that she's still or for jane's uh boyfriend we're going to show that she's still pining over thor okay and if they left it at that that'd be fine but then he calls and it's just like brings him back into the movie and then you forget about him again. Like that was really weird. Why couldn't any other character have called her? <laughs> was it literally just for that one little comedic moment with Thor to be jealous or was something cut? Cause it felt really out of place to bring him back into the movie just for that. I think it was honestly just a way for them to bring back like the, maybe a little bit of closure on the love story. Cause like at the beginning it was, Oh, Jane's moving on. Um, because uh, she's on a date with a guy and then then she just like completely leaves him for thor and maybe that was supposed to be like a little bit of closure although he got none because she just fucking hung up on him yeah yeah or after uh, telling him that th that she'd meet up with him again yeah exactly. she wasn't actually listening yeah or the it, they probably inserted that comedic bit just because of the the heaviness of the scene before like not like it's not crazy heaviness, but the emotionalness of like, hey, they just had this big action sequence. Loki dies. Let's try and bring people's spirits back up. So then they're like, hey, what's an easy way to get a comedic intro in and also have it so that they can find their way back to Earth? So, yeah, definitely. It could be. I, I, I didn't enjoy that scene, though, personally. Uh, yeah, what did you guys I, I, think of the uh, music in this thing, since I don't? <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to agree with you. I didn't I didn't really notice anything that stood out. Um, nothing really like gave me the goose pimples, so it was just a, a standard... I don't even remember hearing music, to be honest, other than uh, at the, like, the boat chase scene. 
um that that was basically it and that was just like a, a mood setter music that's basically all the music that i remember yeah yeah it just it, just the usual um instrumental stuff to to bring either a scene or show the majestic asgard and nothing crazy music wise other than jane's ringtone which she couldn't figure out how to change what a shit scientist yeah, I think that's fucking bullshit because she's definitely like Gen X and they understand how to use technology at least a little bit. Hey, at least this time they have smartphones. In the fucking first movie, they had flip phones for no apparent reason. First Thor movie? Yeah. It's because they were broke. Yeah, I mean, Sevig shouldn't have been. <laughs> he was a professor. Yeah, he's old as shit. No In the middle of the fucking desert. <laughs> <laughs> The only uh, phone you can use out there is the Nokia 8600. The one piece of music I did notice was during the uh, funeral for their mom. That that was a decent piece of orchestral there, but other than that, I didn't notice any of it. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has like the effect, but it's more just like a guiding thing, just to use like to to set a scene. Nothing that's supposed to like crazy jump at you jump out at you like when you get to when we get to guardians of the galaxy that's the the soundtrack plays a role in the storytelling <laughs> which is i i enjoy that when you when you actually have something that's supposed to be that helps out with the story like that um that funeral scene though was like it was it was good it definitely showed off some nice cgi and it was a neat little bit of uh uh lore but god it was fucking it it was it felt like a filler like it seemed like that scene went on for a bit too long and that that's one of the the things that i noted there was a lot of filler in this movie where they they just kind of just either extended a camera shot or slowed down the shot so just to make it or increase the time where nothing was happening so it throws off the pacing a bit and it almost seems like you just ran out of storytelling so you're just it's like when they put in like a descriptor of the grass in a book you're just like i i get it it's grass like i i know what grass is like you don't have to go on two paragraphs with grass yeah but this grass is different because it's grassy uh, well, I, I don't really know of any instances I took note of about that. I, I disagree with the uh, funeral one because that one was supposed to be like showing the loss, the repercussions of having the elves there. It showed not only the death of the queen, obviously, but also the death of all the other uh, Asgardians that fell. So I, I, I disagree with the um, funeral one being filler. Yeah, I don't really. I it was necessary, but I don't think it needed to be as long, because like it, it immediately goes after that to like Thor and uh, his dad talking, I believe, and they you could feel the grief in the scene. Um, but I, I understand why they did it, because I mean, like it is a fairly important thing, right? Like the queen got killed. That's that's generally something big that that happens that they would probably have a giant ceremony for yeah and i honestly i hate i i don't like that they killed her off she seemed like like she didn't really do much in the first movie 
Um, and then coming into this one, it seemed like she was like coming out more as a character and to be more interesting. And you see how um, like the the love between like there actually is love between Loki and and her. And how she kind of helps guide him along. Like she knows that Thor is is Thor, but also like Loki is special in his own way. Um, so it was kind of upsetting that they just like offed her, even though it was a driving force for the movie for the most part. But it was uh, it, it just sucked to lose a character before you got to fully get to know them. Yeah, I think they had to because. If they didn't do that, what you could take this movie out of the MCU and nothing and no one would ever know, right? Like if if that's the only thing that left a mark on the MCU that happened in this movie. Oh, uh, not really. Well, and giving the collector the fucking soul stone or whatever it is for that and I I think well that one might have been like the second did you watch both uh, post credit scenes? No, I only watched the first. Okay, so at the end, it shows uh, Thor and um, Odin talking, and Odin. Oh, I did see that, and it, okay, yeah. and it actually ended up being Loki. Yeah, so that yeah. was that was pretty big because like you don't know where Odin is at that point. I think he was honestly just stricken with grief and probably catatonic, and Loki Loki was like, mm, "This my shot." Um, I think they also used it uh, for Loki because. He like like you said, she was the only thing that was like really grounding him. He, she was the only thing keeping him somewhat uh, not good. Um, mm-hmm. And so now he's going into like his descent into darkness. Like I think if she would have lived through this, um, we wouldn't have villainous Loki anymore because she would have been like every day against Odin's wishes. She would be down in his prison cell talking to him and trying to like turn him into a better person, which I think would have worked. I don't remember anything Loki does after this point in the MCU. Well, I mean, I didn't know what he did in this movie because i never seen it either. So this isn't the start of a redemption arc. They just decide to bait and switch and go the other way again. Uh, it's not, it's not like super redemption. Like he definitely, uh, when he ended the end game, he, he sacks the body. Um, but it's, uh, he still is like more into the the trickiness and the um, uh, resentment towards uh, everyone and and like the whole world is against him. So uh, you'll yeah. See... But does does he do anything like outwardly evil from this point on? Uh... Well, I mean, he he rules in his father's stead. Um, he stabs Thor, I believe. Again? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, sorry. Yeah, he goes. Um, and in, I mean, like you get a little bit of his redemption arc. His his redemption arc, I think, is in the next Thor movie. Um, but I, I, what I was saying is, like, if she survived, it would have been like it, there wouldn't have been a redemption arc necessary. It would have been like basically behind the scenes. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. the The death of someone you love is a is a strong. Uh... I think a stronger turning force than just like saying, Hey, how are you every day? Kind of thing. But I don't know. It would depend on how they'd take it. Yeah. But it's unfortunate. Uh, luckily at least uh, you'd see her again in Endgame. So they, they do 
bring her back for a little bit. Um, the uh, the effects, I actually, I did enjoy the effects in this movie. Uh, the Dark Elves themselves were pretty cool. And uh, I liked the Cursed Elves. Uh, even though I know, I think they, they said it later on that eventually the, the seed or whatever that they use will just destroy you. But you'll be pretty much unstoppable. And the fact that that guy was just batting around Mjolnir like it was nobody's business was pretty dope. And he looked cool too. Yeah, I don't know the like the lore or whatever behind that because if you're unworthy, you're not supposed to be able to like move Mjolnir at all, and yet he was batting it around. I don't really understand that one. Well, I mean, Mjolnir actually only weighs like twenty four pounds. That's how he was able to hang it on the hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I was always under the assumption that if you weren't worthy, you couldn't even move the fucking thing, like, regardless of how much it weighed. Yeah, you can't lift it up and wield it. You can't wield the the, the hammer. But if, if it's coming at you and you're strong enough, you can you can smack it away. I'm pretty sure um, Thanos does it. Yeah, Th- I, th- I believe Thanos does. And, um, yeah, he wasn't wielding it. That's the reason he – because he, like, basically all he did was just – divert the energy that's how strong he was so now if mjolnir was sitting on the ground could he like run up and boot fucking and kick it since he's not technically wielding it i don't believe so only if it was like already in motion he could either like stop it or kick it to like keep it going hmm. i don't know it seems weird, but I, I don't know enough about the like background and whatnot to really say anything. Yeah, and I don't know what those things are made of, but he does say, like the, the Elf Prince does say, um, any technology that they have will not be able to stop you. So maybe it was something that was made to give someone, for a short amount of time, superior power than uh, Mjolnir itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which would be because he does he stops quite a bit in that like he he goes ape shit on the um uh prison cells, even the shield that was blocking the the projector for the bigger shield, he just hammered through no problem. Um I don't know. I I didn't see any uh in that like beginning scene. I didn't see any of the like cursed elves getting mowed down by uh was it Bjorn? What the fuck was his dad's name? Bjorbert. Yeah, Tyr. Bjorbert Tyr? Oh, Tyr. I'm okay. Bjorbert. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I definitely saw him mowing down like just regular uh, dark elves, and that that beginning scene was pretty good, and it uh, it did well to set up the villain of the movie. I think in being the dark elves, it definitely it was gave the explanation of what was going to happen throughout the movie and the goal of them and the drive. And then to add on to the fact that they got defeated by uh, the Asgardians just adds on that, that revenge factor too. So I think it did, did okay to, to explain the, the purpose of the uh, villains. Yeah. I mean, it explained their goal, but not really like, why they want to do anything right and the fact that it was just like an exposition dump really didn't do it any favors they're just like look old elves they want world to be old again go 
kind of, the the villains in this movie were like completely unexplained why do they want the world to go back just because of how it was before what does that gain them what does that lose like what does having the world be light lose them there's no stakes in this movie like there's stakes for the good guys but you don't understand why the bad guys are doing this at all i mean a little bit because like they were in the universe before the light right so if (laughs) your home was invaded by like because i would i would assume if you went from nothing to to a hundred percent on all the time it would be a little bit of a like overstimulation so maybe they just want to return to like the peace of darkness that they remember before the chaos of the light okay but like they have their dark world and i i don't know how many elves there was again there's nothing explained about these elves at the beginning other than there was a planet of them but the like is their dark world not enough for them? Are they like, I want more explanation as to why, not just they're doing it because they're doing it kind of thing. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that, but it's still, they're not, again, they're, it's the same thing with all the like solo films. It, it's not meant to be like the crazy villains. So that's why it just takes, just the average person just to a base explanation of what their goals are and and the the, obviously the the revenge factor into it to drive them to to keep at it for so long um and then just to introduce a a infinity stone because it's the reality stone which they could with the conversions they could literally change everything in the universe um Mm -hmm. back into darkness yeah, it's a reality stone, not the soul stone. That's my bad. I didn't know what one it was. It was red, and I was just like, hmm? uh, what's with the fucking Asgardians and just like constantly lying to other Asgardians? They're just like, oh, the frost giants are wiped out. Don't go to their planet. No, that's bad. Don't do it. Oh, the dark elves are wiped out. Don't. There's no reason to worry about them finding the Aether. Nope, there's no dark elves. Stop, Thor. <laughs> Like what? What's with the Asgardians that just constantly lying to each other? Well, I don't know if they knew that the Dark Elves were alive still, because like as you saw when they went back to their planet, it was pretty much glassed. So I think mm-hmm. they actually everyone on the planet got murdered. So they thought that they killed everyone, but then they had a, a secret hidden spaceship that they can survive on for uh, uh, thousands of thousands of years. Yeah, that that's that was part of the exposition, right? Thor's or not Thor, uh, Odin's dad was there, saw the fucking spaceship take off, and he's just like, "Nope, they're all dead. That must have been on autopilot." Yeah, yeah. It also, well, I mean, it is good in a in a sense because it shows like this movie also shows the background of uh, of Asgardians. Like, it's not as cheery as as you might think. And uh, it starts to make you think a little bit. Like I said, I wrote down, uh, oh, so they may not be as benevolent as we think. Uh, they glassed the, the elf planet. They didn't do that. Well, I'm, I, I'm assuming. The elves did that. The elves killed themselves? Yeah. The elves set off all their fucking... Uh... Uh, ships to crash into the planet and basically glass yeah. it in a they sacrificed all their people in an attempt to kill all the asgardians that wasn't the uh um asgardians that did that okay yeah well um it wasn't the elves it was just malekith yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and then with uh, as soon as the bridge being destroyed or like gets destroyed, the entire like all the nine realms erupt into chaos. So it made me think like there was definitely something else going on behind the scenes. Although I mean, like I know what it is because I've seen the the rest of the movies. Yeah, I, I wrote down Team Valhalla Galactic Police. Yeah, yeah, and then but you like like I said, it'll go way more in depth in, a, yeah. in more movies. Yeah, I just thought it was funny that they're just like, nope, we gotta we're we're America in this little fucking thing. We gotta yeah. take care of everyone else. Yeah, pretty much. You guys got any of that wrote, oil? <laughs> yeah, I also wrote stormtroopers versus Vikings yeah. <laughs> for that one planet they were on. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, did you guys notice that they moved a lot further away from the City of Gold look into just, like, more stone and whatnot because you spent a lot more time in, not Valhalla, what's this place called, Asgard? Yeah, which I actually like the, the, the way they did it this time cause, because of the first one and the, the lack of knowledge on how to uh, CGI that stuff, it's not as glaring. It still had a little bit of a... a, a like a video game feel to it um, when they're doing the, the deep dives into stuff like that. But I found it looked a lot better this time around than mm -hmm. before. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, a lot of it, they didn't do a lot of, they did some because there was like big battles and whatnot, but they didn't do a lot of large panning shots that forced them to like animate everything. Right. And I think that really helped. They did, like, the big one at the beginning when they first got there, and that showed the Gold Palace, and then they're just like, all right, let's try and keep our cameras away from that now. Yeah. And they also used a decent amount of, like, practical effects. Like, I'm pretty sure um, Malekith's bitch, uh, what's his name, Algrim? Um, like, his, for the most part, it was, like, just a, an actual suit that he was wearing, other than, like, the glowing bits. Um, and I'm, I'm not 100%. I'm, like, 99% that the uh, the dump truck that the uh, the kid like flipped was real the entire time. It looked real to me anyways. I don't know if that was maybe just me. Uh, it looked a little clean in the one uh, th um, section when it was floating. So it was probably real and then when they had it floating and turning they probably uh, CGI'd it a bit but other than that yeah, it didn't look terrible. Yeah. They they definitely did a, a lot more of the the practical effects, which are which are nice. Like practical effects, when done well, will trump almost all CGI. Like, and it just makes you feel good. Like, I, I don't want to watch like a video game on screen unless I'm actually watching cartoons. So how fucking dare you? Well, I that's why I. Like realistically, this one was rated the worst. It to me, it definitely like it's this one or the Incredible Hulk to for the bottom of it. They're all still pretty good. Like this one, I again, I'm, I'm with Jordan. I got the subtitles, so I, it, it is more enjoyable and to to actually watch it through. But they compared to the other ones previous uh, to it for the MCU movies. It definitely felt like there was just random either gaps in the action. Um, some of the writing was 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 good, like the back and forth stuff was still there, but there was like the odd time, like you said with Odin, that just like rushed through dialogue um, and stuff like that. I do like the, how they did Darcy though. 
I will always like that. And the and the two and a half love stories, which like Thor and Jane was always going to be in it, and then having like the I think it was like I think it was more like a mocking love story with Darcy and intern. Um, and then obviously I, I the Lady Sif being like super super into Thor. I don't know. I don't know if that fits well. Like it was just kind of chucked in there to be like, hey, this girl also is into you, and then it didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, I hope there's payoff for that one in the uh, third one or whatever, um, because that one I don't mind whatsoever. She's like battle maiden, like she sees herself as queen material. Thor is obviously the prince whether she actually likes him or not it seems like she does and whatnot but they've been friends for thousands of years and whatnot they're really close i don't mind that one whatsoever because it doesn't feel forced they everything there makes sense to me and they're not like heavy handing it they're just like oh she gives them a look while they're at the party they're drinking i don't know if asgards can get drunk or not um but it's a time for celebration. She takes her shot, misses whatever, and then she gives um, uh, what's her name some some envious looks and all that kind of stuff. It, it this one I do not mind that story whatsoever. It's not forced. It makes sense. It's not. She's not just like a means to an end like Natalie is. I I don't mind that one whatsoever. And the Darcy one that that's just comedic and doesn't actually have any uh, relevance to the plot. So again, I'm fine with it. It was just like a two second ha ha thing. That again, that's fine. To me. What do you think of the the love stories, Jordan? Uh, just uh, sloppy overall. Um, they weren't even that that well done. Uh, the only one that I slightly enjoyed was, uh, like I said earlier, Darcy's, because she just basically turned her intern into a cocker. Uh, <laughs> just your mind now. Like, he saved her, and then they get teleported in front of Jane and Thor, and she's dipping him. I fucking yeah. lost it. <laughs> yeah. Best part about the movie. Um, Jane and Thor just seems kind of all over the place. Like, knowing what I know from the next Thor movie, it it just seems like she's way too in it um from uh, like to what happens next yeah i i think they they kind of wrote themselves into a corner on that one though because natalie's just like i don't want to be in it anymore so then they have to like try and fucking get rid of her so oh, okay. i i don't know if like i don't know the next movie i just read that uh uh she fucking doesn't want to be in it anymore so she dips out and then might be coming back for thor 4 because reasons i don't really yeah. know but oh because the director changed or something like that uh so maybe whatever you're referring to in ragnarok is because of that i don't know i could be way off base but uh... yeah yeah she dipped out because patty jenkins so the director of wonder woman was actually supposed to do thor 2 uh she patty didn't like the script so she wanted him to redo it they parted ways based on creative differences as Hollywood likes to say, and that really upset Natalie Portman because it was like, finally a female director. Let's go. Let's let's push the push the boundaries. You know, fuck the white man, and uh, uh, that's why she's they sort of parted ways. But now she is coming back uh, for Thor four, and she will be pay playing Lady Thor. Natalie Portman is. Yep. 
as the same character? Is she still? Uh, she's still Jane Foster, yeah, and she wields Mjolnir, oh. which okay. confuses me because, well, I mean, you'll see it in a couple weeks, but it's cool. Yeah. Bye bye. Well, they steal the Mjolnir from the other timeline, right? Yeah, but then they brought it back. Did they take it back? Yeah, uh, Steve brought oh. it back. Well, oh, okay. as far I don't as we know. remember the end of uh, uh, End Game after Snap. Yeah. yeah, as as far as we know, uh, he brought it back. He left with it, and then bench. Yeah. Uh, the the production and whatnot in this one was a little hit or miss. I found Thor's like plated armor stuff to look a lot faker in this one than the other ones, but maybe I was just paying attention to it more. Did you guys notice? It did look a little bit hokey. Um, it kind of looked more like plastic instead of like actual metal or like spray painted fucking Teflon or something. Yeah. Like I could definitely cut his sleeves off and then use it to bake something in my oven. Yeah. Maybe they did that to like, I, I think the other ones were more closer to CGI because they, they're, they're more cut and this one. They're probably like, Hey, let's, let's keep on with them practical effects. But yeah, it was more, it's definitely more rubbery than, than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the only other like part of production and design and whatnot that I uh, really stood out to me was near the end when they were at like Greenwich or Greenwich, however they fucking we we pronounce it like Greenwich, but uh, when they were there and um, all the shit was breaking down, there's white concrete pillars, right? And everything's being destroyed, so you expect rubble and whatnot. So did you notice for the rubble? Uh, they no. just like poured black sand all around these pillars and put some like sparkly bits in it. It, it, I don't know where that would come from, even if it could come from somewhere. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe the ether when Malekith had it all in him, he was blasting Thor with it. it. Looked like black shit, like black sandy stuff. Yeah, no, that was more like red crystally. This was just like piles of sand. I'll see if I can pull up a screenshot of it real quick uh yeah that maybe it has something to do with the ether but if it did it looks fucking horrendous uh did you guys notice anything else from like the production design or anything like that that uh stood out uh not really like i said like i did yeah i did notice an upkeep or an upturn in uh practical effects uh like you said though not all of them were as well done um, but nothing really like glaring stood out to me. Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed the the dark elf ships. I really liked the uh, like the main ship was cool, but the the like little off ships um, were pretty nice. The um, again, most of it's probably just the the CGI stuff, um, but the the driving or the the actual Asgardian like boat ships. Those ones are pretty cool, and how it like turned, it would just drop the the sail on the one side, uh, so that was pretty neat. Um, overall, like production wise, they definitely showed more of Asgard, which was which was good. Uh, I I enjoyed that, um, but yeah, it wasn't uh, nothing really to to write home about. Like there wasn't anything crazy uh, done with that, just the odd almost like generic placements 
which I think the first one had that too. Is like just whatever happens in this little town. Like we're just filming this town. That's it. Yeah. What'd you guys think of the uh, the like footmen dark elves and their costumes? Uh, it just covered the face. That's all it was. It was just a it was just a mask. It didn't really seem like I would have liked to see like actual dark out like Malekith was and uh um his juiced buddy like the other the the foot elves were just it was literally just dudes with helmets on it didn't seem well done to me uh, a nice hard plastic chess piece yeah it seemed like the the standard like we need a bunch of bad guys, put them in the same uniform type deal, because then, like, you can just pay extras, right? Because, like, all you have to do is, hey, go do this. Go, like, go point that gun and act like you're shooting at the Asgardians. And then once the, the thing in front of you explodes, act like it explodes. Yeah. Um, so I would have liked more individuality, but, I mean, as a budget thing, they're not going to do it. Um, just because it's either they're going to have to put everyone in makeup, which is going to be a, a hassle for everyone, or... Uh, they're going to have to edit everything in and then budget gets fucking skyrocketed. Yeah. And then add it like, and also with those guys, like you can just copy and paste. You don't even need all of them. You just have like three guys and you just copy, paste, move them around in the scene type deal. You don't even need to do anything crazy with it, which is unfortunate because the, the dark elves seem like a decent, like chunk of lore that they could have explored a little bit more. And then they're just like, "Hey, put on this mask, and we're only gonna have this one guy in uh, in actual costume." The eyes look cool, uh, but I guess you get that from the uh, the darkness, almost like Hell a yeah. uh, pitch black kind of look. Glassed eyes. Oh, shined. So the only way you can see in the darkness, you gotta shine your eyeballs. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I it was good armor though. Like it looked neat, and I guess uh, I don't know. It looked kind of elvish, too. <laughs> uh, did you guys notice in the a lot of the scenes that it actually throughout the entire movie, like the the big actors, Natalie Portman and uh, Chris Hemsworth, didn't get like wet or that dirty. Like obviously Chris Hemsworth didn't uh, to an extent. But, like, even the scene, uh, I actually lost it. I don't know if it was, like, a requirement or it was, like, actually written in the script when uh, Thor first came down and she was uh, studying the anomalies. How, like, just out of the blue, she's not getting wet and all, Thor's also not getting wet. And then as she walks away, the like, it follows her. The, yeah. the space that's just not getting rained on. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, and then Darcy just gets soaked. Yeah, and I didn't know if that was like in the contract or like that was in the movie. Is like, oh, it's a gravitational anomaly, and it's showing like that she's special. I I took it as just Thor was doing that because then he turned off the rain after, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, he was just keeping his bitch dry. <laughs> so good. And then I like the line after when she's like walking and is like, ah, oh, I think we're gonna rest. She walks away. And she's like, hey. How's space? Space is good. You still all muscly, just like poking them <laughs> through armor. Yeah. yeah, perfect, Darcy. It really is. I was so happy when they brought her back for WandaVision. I was like, this character needs more in the MCU, just because they are amazing. 
Yeah, I want her to go through, like, just, like, somehow make another super soldier serum by accident, but then take it herself and forget how to make it. <laughs> um, did you guys notice that uh, Chris Hemsworth's hair was different? No, I didn't. It uh, it wasn't a wig. I guess he, oh, grew, yeah? he actually grew his hair out from this, this time. Like, I, I noticed oh, yeah? it almost immediately, just because, like, I was like, his hair looks like actual hair it doesn't look like he's wearing a wig like it doesn't look like hair on top of hair like especially when it got wet when uh, he was battling in the beginning yeah although i do prefer like i don't know it looks i don't know it, it just doesn't look like it suits i know it's supposed to suit the character and thor is is like that but the thor ragnarok haircut i think is way better than than this one and it's not just because Stanley is the one that does it. The Stanley cameo in this one was fucking great. Just, can I have my shoe back? <laughs> yeah. He's trying to explain fucking parallel worlds or parallel realms. Come on, give him a shoe. He just wants to play chess in the nut house and. An actual crazy smart guy is just trying to explain world altering theories. <laughs> I just want my pudding, bro. Yeah. Just just leave me be and give me my shoe. I don't wanna know where he got the other shoe from too, because the other guy just didn't care. Just just Stan. How dare you take Stan's shoe? I needed it though. It was very important. Yeah. Did you see did you guys were you able to pull off the uh um like besides when it goes to the, to that like little end scene where it shows Loki actually as Odin, um, did you notice that the the soldier was the exact same um, as Guardian Soldier that he turned into as they were walking through the pillars and there was the transitions? Well, they they made the uh, sound and the effect that of turning into that guy at the end. So I I didn't notice it was the same one, but you could hear it was Loki even before he revealed himself as. Uh, Odin, right? So. Oh yeah, yeah. The soldier that uh, that reported Loki's death was the the same one he turned into, um, to make it less conspicuous, so that it didn't look like Thor was breaking him out. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I did not notice. Yeah, yeah. He turned into that one on the Dark World. I knew that. I just didn't know it was the the same same actor. Yeah. Can I go on my, like, little weird rants about things in the plot I didn't like now? <laughs> There's a few of them. <laughs> yes. See if I have any issues. Doesn't look like that. Uh, this one is just, like, maybe intentional, maybe not. But when um, the Reality Stone first went into Natalie, uh, and she was, like, not really being warped around, but just, like, in her own weird little limbo, do you notice she had the... Uh, um, Asgardian breastplate on for no apparent reason, even though she hadn't been to Asgard yet. Mm, no, not when she was. Uh, yeah, not when she got into that little spot. Yep. Um, that was one of my like, not biggest complaints because there's a lot of complaints about this movie. But one of my like major complaints was everything in this movie felt like too perfect. It didn't feel like. It felt like a movie. She gets transported to another realm um, when 
identifying her gravitational fields or whatever and it just happens to be the one that's got this thing even though it's been like buried and all this kind of stuff and that and all that like i would have loved to see instead of it just being like well you're thor's lover oh you got the thing on it everything's falling into place like dominoes that have been set up specifically for this i would have liked to see her when she goes through the first gravitational anomaly by accident her go to like a different world and then start to be chased by like some random beast or something that goes there and then she goes she runs and runs into another gravitational anomaly because they're on all the worlds right and then go to another place and she's like going through all these different worlds trying to escape not knowing that she's going through these anomalies and then ending up at that one the thing going into her and as the beast comes up to like kill her or whatever because it's just like some savage beast it defends her for the first time there that way it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel as forced that way it feels like oh she went through all these different ones and one of them happened to be that one rather than the only one she went to was the plot point you know what i mean yeah yeah no it uh this one definitely uh had the like a leads to B leads to C leads to the feel of the movie. There wasn't mm-hmm. any like wrong turns almost. It was just straight, straight through. Yeah. I did have an issue with her when she like went to go touch the goop because like, she's supposed to be this smart scientist with three fucking degrees. Why is her first instinct? Ooh, I see something moving and glowing. I'm going to go like put my face right next to it. Yeah. And what are these Asgardians? They're like, we buried it in a rock with a hole in it so it can escape anytime someone goes near it. What? Well, Why do you build something to put it in? <laughs> that one was, that was its original thing. So they just sort of, um, fro- or, uh, bifrosted the whole thing out. So instead of, they, they just figured that they would be able to just bury it, uh, away. I think, I really feel like Odin's dad had a hint that it might be an infinity stone and that's why he said no like just bury it deep don't destroy it because he knew like you can't yeah that that was another thing this is a primordial weapon even before you know that it's or i mean it never shows how they find out it's an infinity stone but before anyone knows it's an infinity stone it's a primordial weapon before the it's if it's from before the nine realms and thor's just like I'll shoot it with lightning. It'll, it, everything will be fine. <laughs> that was a shit plan. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was the best one they had to save Jane. I mean, it it was to save Jane. That's for sure. It wasn't actually going to destroy that thing. It just get the goo out of her. Was about all. That's how they saved her, though. Because now she's out. Doesn't have the goo, and she's not going to explode. Who cares if the fucking nine realms are turned to darkness? Jane's thought got someone else inside of her. Anything for pussy. <laughs> also, I love how it's been like thousands of years and whatnot, and the Asgardians still just haven't developed uh, footman ranged weapons. They're still just like, yeah, swords. Yeah, but we'll these go ones through a... glow when you swing them. <laughs> yeah, we'll go through a million fucking soldiers to close the distance on you, but sword. Except for Thor, or Thor and uh, uh, Odin. They've got ranged weapons, but not the foot soldiers. Hell yeah. Uh, foot soldiers are just fodder. Yeah, they definitely are to Odin, that's for sure. Uh, 
another one I didn't like was uh, Malekith as soon as Portman got the stone and went to Asgard. He knew the, the stone was there. He went there. He knew it was in the throne room. He went there. Oh, I got tricked by the bitch. I no longer can sense that the stone is around the corner from me. What? Well, I can, uh, yeah, I, I can see that, but I think he's just, uh, it's like a, a general thing. And it also shows that that was like Frigga's strength. Like Frigga was the one that taught Loki magic and stuff <laughs> like that. So that the fact that she would be able to like emphasize her power, that she was able to, make almost an exact replica like like other than if you touch her then she disappears but the fact that he was able to still feel the um the infinity stone and the reality stone in her i think that was just uh to show how much of a badass frigo was yeah maybe but I, you'd think that once the fucking illusion went away and she got stabbed he'd be able to see that oh look it's still in this room with me <laughs> basically in the room it's around the corner but you know what i mean yeah but as soon as he got stabbed then he was murked by thor like the, the yeah. knife went in and then he got murked by thor so then he had to leave he they still knew that the the it was it was there but not uh they just couldn't do anything because thor literally melted his face i also want to know like why heimdall can't see these elves or the planet or anything that has to do with elves whatsoever yeah, that one, uh, I, I wrote that down too. I'm guessing it's because it's before, um, like before the universe type deal. Like, like they were in the very, very beginning. Uh, they were the first, one of the first things. So I think that's why, because realistically, you could have him, like, I don't know how much he can, like if he just sees people, but I'm sure he could just find infinity stones and then you could just, gather them lock them away and hide them from everyone would be the, the yeah play, but and and i i do agree with you i think it's probably because they're primordial but how hard would it have been to put that in like he already had a line that says i can't even i can't see them how hard would it have been to be like even i can't see them i can't see or because they're primordial or before i was or something like that right like how hard is it to just give a reason why these things are happening instead of just, oh, this happened. Oh, then this happened. We don't, don't, don't ask questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also don't... Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I don't get why they couldn't have hid the fucking, the stone better. Like the casing I get, that was like the original packaging, right? So they, they just chucked it back in there. They didn't bother making a new container for it. But when they did the the original trope of like bury it deep where no one will find it, that's a guarantee someone's gonna fucking find it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. well, here's yeah. an idea: use the fucking bridge to zorb it into a sun. Done. No one's getting in there. Uh, or huck it into a black hole. Yeah. Well, you you don't really know where they put it, right? Like, who knows? Maybe it's in a realm inside of a black hole, and the only way to fucking get there is from gravitational fluxes right because it wasn't found by conventional means it was found by the realms merging together so maybe the hiding spot was infallible except for once every five thousand years who knows on that one but yeah i agree the whole bury it deep is fairly cheesy 
yeah, I just think there's 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 better ways to hide it. Or like worst case scenario, you've got one of those fucking boats. Bring your boy a boy to like the edge of the universe, get him to suck up the stone, and then just ship him off. Just like go. Sail until you're you're gone. And then it'll just keep going. Nah, because then it would end up on uh uh how, what the fuck's the planet in Thor Ragnarok with all the junk? Sakar. That's it. And the guy who has the stone in him would probably go insane from like loneliness and whatnot and then use his reality stone to warp back to wherever he wants to be anyways. That or he pro well, he probably just would have made the world a lot better. Like bigger Maybe. buildings, more statues of himself. Like, because he can do whatever he wants, right? Well, yeah. make it look like he he's done whatever he wants. Yeah. Another weird one is just like shows how in my opinion how like stupid Thor is. He makes these plans, the big plan to like gonna steal the ship and all this kind of stuff and get all my friends like to treason and whatnot. What if his friends just said no? Like what if one of them was actually loyal to the realm more than him? Uh you would hit him. Yeah. They they'd be Get out of the grid. It's called a full <laughs> monkey race. <It's> just... <laughs> They wouldn't be groupies anymore. And in addition to that, with that fucking plan, why wouldn't he at least go scope out the ship to see if he can even turn it on first? Like, he's, he has no idea what the ship is. He's never, as far as I know, been in, seen an elf ship before. And he's just like, no, I can fly it. That's fine. Whatever. Like, th his whole plan was just horrendous and only worked because it was in a movie. <laughs> Nah, Loki could have figured it out. No problem. Maybe. But also, I'd like to know more about that passage that Loki used, right? Like, it, it's a way into and out of Asgard. Absolutely, sure. But why does it just spit you out exactly where you want to go? What is this passage? Like, used it before to funnel the Frost Giants in. It doesn't say where they started. But then they're just like, okay, here's the passage. We're on the Dark World now. What what is this passage? Is it just a piece of Bifrost? Can Loki control it? How does it? What is this thing? I yeah. think that might have just been a. Sorry, uh, I, that might have just been like because of the convergence, um, but it was also hinted that Loki knew of other ways to get around through the universes because of like the the last movie, and at the end of uh, the first Thor movie when he yeets himself off or right before he says there's other I can't remember the exact line but basically he says that there's other ways to get around the universe than just the Bifrost yeah I I, I wish they like it maybe not explained it but just like gave you something it to like to, from outside perspective it's a tunnel through a rock that puts you wherever you want to go and seems weird <laughs> yeah no that's that's fair I think it's just uh they they're just supposed to leave certain things up to assumption because realistically, all the uh, all the things that you want explanations on this would be like a fucking Lord of the Rings marathon style movie like it'd be a long ass movie so I think that's why they they don't explain every little thing just to give you either to give the viewer a uh, sense of interpretation or. To like sort of just link them like oh, okay it's been already been said in previous things that he knows doorways to other um, universes 
And so this is just one of those things. And you're just supposed to go along with it. Yeah, I've said it before. And to me, that's just lazy writing, right? T to me. Everyone else can love it or hate it. I don't care. But to me, it's it's just lazy writing. Yeah, they just leave it for for your interpretation. Um, I, I think it might have just been like maybe he learned about that uh, while he was with Thanos. Because like, I'm assuming, I don't we, it's never explained exactly how long he was with Thanos. Um, it could have been a month, could have been like six months. We don't know. Uh, maybe, well, maybe someone knows, but I don't know. Um, so maybe he learned other ways to travel that way. Um, also, he does have access. Well, now he has access to the Tesseract, but I was just, I was just under the assumption that like through Thanos or maybe his mother or him being a, a naughty boy when he was a kid, cause he is like 1500 years old. So he's had time to explore. Um, so he may have found some other way of getting around the universes in those 1500 years. Mm -hmm. I think probably one of the most grievous, like I, I call it an overlook to me in this movie was before uh, um, they go and get the fucking cell phone call on the dark planet or whatever the fuck they did there. Thor's brother who, even though he was an asshole, he still loved and all that kind of stuff, dies in front of him on a strange alien planet. Death is, like, super important to Asgardians. Like, dying in battle and whatnot is a high honor. Loki received or earned a high honor. I don't know about his whole, like, criminal mind and all that kind of stuff. But he, he died in high honor. And Thor just fucking leaves his body on this random planet there is no way in hell that a true asgardian would leave their brother that they loved even if they were an asshole would leave their brother on a, their dead body on a planet we're just gonna carry it around i don't want to touch it it's gross yeah he's adopted <laughs> but you know what i mean like that that was literally just there to make it seem like oh Loki's not actually dead because if Thor was carrying him around, Thor would know. So we're just going to make it Thor just not care. <laughs> yeah. Also at the time, I mean, he had to find a way to get to wherever Malekith was going to be because he had to stop him from uh, releasing the goop. Yeah. But at that point they had no plan whatsoever. They were literally just walking around a dead planet. And Thor is like stronger than the Hulk physically. It would not take any any like effort for him to take his brother's body with him <laughs> uh i wouldn't say i wouldn't say he's stronger than the hulk he keep yeah. up but the hulk he is canonically strong. he at least in the comic books and whatnot canonically thor is stronger than the hulk maybe just the regular hulk i think world regular hulk is the like top tier yeah, I mean, well, there is, there's yeah. been multiple multiple iterations, but I think, like, base Thor, base Hulk. I think, I believe Thor is stronger, because he is constantly holding back. Uh, it's not really shown in a lot of the comics. There was one that they recently did where he's, like, he got pissed at the Justice League. I think it was after a, one of the Civil Wars, um, and he was, like, fighting Tony, and he just one-shot him. And right before he passed out, he was like, yeah, I wanted to let you know, like, I've been holding back this entire time against everyone. 
Yeah, I, I was really curious about it too, so I so I looked it up, and in the comics they fought something like thirty-seven times, and the Hulk has won like once. Uh, and it, it, there's even been uh, iterations in the comic books where the Hulk itself, not uh, not Bruce Banner, but the Hulk itself, has said the one thing he fears is Thor with his hammer. And I don't know about Worldbreaker Hulk, but uh, it'd be interesting to see if Worldbreaker Hulk, if he is stronger than regular Thor, if he can go up against God King Thor, because eventually he gets the Odin Force and whatnot in the comic books, right? And I think at that point he's just the unstoppable being. Yeah. I don't know. I always thought it was just whatever, like, no matter what, the Hulk just gets pure rage, and the more angry he gets, the stronger he gets, but... Yeah, I guess yeah. really looks if you are fighting a god, then it's it's pretty safe to say you're you're not the the strongest one. Yeah. Although I believe in the MCU, um the Hulk is the strongest one. As of now. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what they've changed for the MCU. But but okay, even if he's not stronger than the Hulk, even if he's just like on par or slightly below, he could still carry around his dead brother's body. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then there's like the classic movie we got a cut for like comedy stuff that's in this one like the fucking bad guy just like blasts him around and they're going through all these portals and shit like that um and then thor ends up like in a subway and instead of just like flying at superhuman speed or whatever he takes the fucking subway he didn't have his hammer he he can only fly with his hammer Oh, that's right. If he's, like, away from his hammer for, like, fucking 60 seconds, he's just a useless pleb in the fucking comics. I forgot about that. His hammer uh, was on the way. It was just yeah. by the moon. Yeah. Um, okay, well, later on in the movie, after um, Malekith has gone, like, supernova, basically, and has created his little tornado of death, fucking... <laughs> Uh, again he's like okay i gotta go stop him and he just like runs at human speed instead of flying there i'm like the bitch is literally turning the multiverse to darkness and you're just like jogging there what the fuck are you doing just practice. he had his hammer at that point yeah yeah there, there's a uh odd choices for sure and the gravity rods. I, I found those things to just be stupid as hell. They're aluminum. Can't melt them. They send out gravitational waves that absorb everything in there, including cars, but they don't absorb themselves, even though they're creating a pocket. What? If you're creating a pocket, you're within the pocket. You get teleported too! I think it's like a ripple. Like a ripple would, like, tear you apart, wouldn't it? Because... You, part of you would go through before the other part of you, and then you just like fucking. If you're walking, your like leg ends up in a different section entirely than where the rest of you ends up. Good thing that didn't happen. <laughs> and then my last one is uh, again. This is just an after credit scene. Why do they give a fucking Infinity Stone to some like random collector guy? I know nothing about this guy, but he looks just like he runs a museum. And they're just like, yes, let's give the, one of the most powerful objects in the universe to this guy. Yeah, that one is uh, that one. You have to look into what the actual character is. 
He's uh I'm pretty sure he's actually like super powerful, but he he is the the collector. So he goes around, he'll literally collect everything and, and anything. And you'll see him in the Guardians of the Galaxy um one. Uh and he's got like like he's got dark elves and things. If it's powerful, he wants a piece of it, basically. And I think he's uh um yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a celestial too, or like on the same par as like Ego and uh, his brother's the Grand Master, who pops up in Thor Ragnarok. I'm not really sure. It's never really fully explained, um, but I, that, yeah, that's something that you're gonna have to do research for. Um, the reason, if if you don't care about spoilers, I I've. No, go ahead. I mean, we're going to watch them anyways. That's true, yeah. So in, in two movies, I think, two or three movies, we'll find out when it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but basically, he is, like, so far removed from the entire galaxy. Um, only, basically, only criminals or people who have contacts in the criminal underworld are able to find his location. Um, and he's got really good security because, I mean, like, he, like he said, he is the collector, the collector. Um, so they gave it to him, I guess, maybe just to hide it, to keep it out of out of the way, and also because they already had one on their planet, and they couldn't really trust anyone else other than him, because they know, at least with him, he's not going to go fucking around with it. Like, he just wants to look at it and, and make everyone else jealous that he has a, a liquid rock. Well, he knows it's a stone, right? But I don't know if they knew he knew it was a stone. Well, yeah, they, they and... did say it. They said it's when they gave it to him. They're like, "Why are you giving this to me?" And he said, "Oh, it's it's not uh, the the guy with the beard says it's not good to keep two infinity stones in the same place." So this guy who is the leader of a criminal group, and other criminal groups know his location. They give them one of the most powerful artifacts in the universe. Seems dumb. <laughs> Well, he's not, he's, I wouldn't say he was a criminal, but like. He's the head of the Kaivin group and is a notoriously powerful group in the criminal underworld. Okay, maybe he's then. Yeah, but he just, he likes to collect things and he'll protect his collection at all cost. So leaving it with them, they with him, they figured was the safest option and it is to, to set up future um, movies. Yeah, I, I think that's the real key is it doesn't make sense it's to set up future movies yeah plus it didn't really have any bearing on this movie right like it was an after credits yeah 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 it's uh, it's not like that's not the part that makes or break this movie it's just a dumb decision (laughs) if i was if i was an asgardian and i'm like we are literally gods should we keep this and defend it ourselves or should we give it to some random criminal group I think even though we already have one, I'd probably keep it myself. Hmm. Yeah, this thing doesn't say what uh, what he is. It just says he's nearly as old as the universe itself, but it doesn't say yeah, what that, he is. Oh, you're looking at the... Yeah, that's the MCU wiki. You're better off looking at the actual... Um, well, I mean, looking stuff. at the comic books doesn't really help when they change things in the mcu right so yeah but just to get the basis of the character but yeah other than that let's uh 
I guess uh, we're that was your last point. We're good to wrap it up unless you got anything extra. Uh, there, or if you have more. No, I was just looking. That's pretty much it. All right. Uh, yeah, no, I don't really have anything else to, to add. Uh, oh, I actually, uh, uh, was that Korg's cousin in the uh, beginning? I th think so. It's definitely, I think he's definitely related to him in some way. Why was he so much bigger than Korg? Like, is Korg just, like, a, a little person in yeah. his society? Yeah, he's a runt. That's, that's hilarious. That's, that's, why why his, that's why it didn't work out. Yeah. He's pointy, and he's small. Well, that and the uh, you, you didn't hand up of pamphlets, and everyone knows paper beats rock. But yeah, once uh, we'll we'll find we'll understand that joke when we get to Thor Ragnarok. Um, before we get into the uh, what the next movie will be, um, let's get our let's get our ratings in, guys. Let's start with uh, let's start with Jordan. I'm gonna give it a six. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie, um, but not. It, it is like like I said before, it's not my it's not my favorite Marvel movie. Um, I put it under uh, the Incredible Hulk, to be honest. I, I don't get as much enjoyment out of it. It's yeah, I think it, I don't know what makes it so different. It it just seems more of a meme to me. Like the entire movie is just basically ridiculous. Um, it's more like, uh, you know, when like someone, uh, takes over, um, or takes like an anime and they just redub it. Uh, I'm trying to think there was fan one. Dub. Yeah. Basically do It seems like a fan dub of the movie. Uh, it's at most of the, t uh, most of the time. Uh, the only parts that are like really serious is whenever Odin is on screen or, uh, most of the scenes with Malekith. But, uh, I, I enjoyed watching it for the first time with subs, so that is, that is something to say. Um, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch this movie. Uh, it, probably if there was literally nothing else and nothing else to do, then I'd watch it, but um, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it, you know? I think watching this movie with subs is almost the same as watching it without subs, because you don't actually learn anything while they're talking Elvish, do you? Uh, not really. It's just like maybe a little bit of backstory on the Dark Elves, but it doesn't really go as in depth as you'd like, you know. Yeah, it. I'm pretty sure they're just like, uh, mad stone or aether, whatever they called it, over there, kill as guardians. I'm pretty sure that's like all their lines. I mean, well, in the beginning, a little bit they had more complex uh, lines, but but for the most part, yeah, they most of the the elvish was just basic like oh go get him or something like that yeah all right i'll give this one uh a seven i think it's the lowest i rate i might have rated incredible hulk a seven too but yeah um it definitely deserves to to be at the bottom of the mcu rankings it's not the worst movie i've ever seen but i probably like if i'm doing another watch through it's one of those ones that if I get a choice, I'll skip it just because it doesn't really, the only real thing it offers is, um, introduction of an infinity stone. Um, and then it's just a pretty straightforward story, uh, throughout with just odd little filler scenes that I didn't like, um, or didn't feel like it fully needed. And 
uh, and then the the development of Loki as a character. But other than that, like there are other things I could have done that, or you could have added into to certain sections. And the fact that it just like drained Hemsworth of actually wanting to play Thor again, like he was pretty bummed about that one, and then uh, so he didn't really want to sign on for another one. But luckily, Taika saved his day. Um, but yeah, I'm going with a, a solid seven for this one. Can you imagine getting like one of the most powerful characters in the MCU? You get a second movie and your entire role is the jock guy. Like you don't actually have any, any character development whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Which just fucking kills you. And then on top of that, just to get the, uh, just get berated by critics and, and audiences just saying how fucking bleh the movie is. And it's got your, you know, your character's name on it. Yeah, well, I mean, the movie's pretty bad. Which will segue into my rating. <laughs> I'd give this movie like a three and a half. This movie, to me, was not a standalone movie. It was a segue between other movies. It was a means to an end. The, the uh, antagonists were forgettable, and their motives basically were just, I'm mad. I'm going to return the world to darkness. They don't explain why or anything. The The antagonist was fucking awful. Thor, the protagonist, doesn't grow or change at all in the movie. He's the exact same at the end as he is at the beginning. The only other, the only thing he's accomplished is changing the location of the fucking stone from one place to another, basically. The best parts of this movie, in my opinion, was the fact that they, like seem to be giving Loki a redemption arc. Again, I don't know the rest of the MCU and what all happens, but they're giving Loki at least a reason to consider going good because of his mother kind of uh, stuff like that. And just a lot of questionable decisions and information left out. This movie just doesn't seem like a standalone movie to me. I'd give it a three and a half. If someone put it on instead of any other movie, I'd be upset. (laughs) (laughs) all right so that brings us to a 5.5 for this one which actually is the lowest rated one i'd much rather watch fucking the hulk than this one at least the hulk's main problem was just it had a really shitty side character yeah all right if you made it to this uh, to this part in the podcast, don't forget to uh, follow us and catch us live on Twitch. Uh, we filmed a little bit earlier this week, but uh, we're probably going to go back to our um, either Friday or Saturday recordings, um, depending on people's uh, business. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter uh, at by railside and Instagram uh, by the railside and TikTok, which we're going to try and post more there. Um, maybe not. Who cares? It's a lot of work. I just like recording and just uploading. Um, yeah. Let us know what you guys thought of Thor the Dark World and then join us next week while we review Iron Man 3. Uh, probably out of all of them, I think that Iron Man 3 is ranked the, the worst, but I, I, I enjoy it. The, the, the bad guy in it is the best. And this one I just remember as him being emo for like an hour. Yeah, a little bit. That's all, 
That's all I remember about this movie. I have no idea who the bad guy is. And he tells the kid not to be a pussy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, join us next week. Uh, other than that, uh, have a good time out there. Uh, go see Shang-Chi. Um, it's releasing the same weekend that this podcast will release. Go check that movie out because it's uh, so far the ratings have been unreal for it. I myself am going to go see it uh, and I will let you know what I thought about it in a quick little blurb in the beginning of next week. Other than that, you guys take care. Bye! Cunt. <laughs>